0: Hey, welcome to Jesus Go Roar today. This is a show you do not want to miss. If you feel like your dreams have been shattered, and what do you do now? I'm telling you, you've got to hear this testimony from Renee McCormick. So stay tuned. It's going to be a great show. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show that gives you the tools you need to break through into all you were created to be to live your life full of hope and purpose. I'm Pam Ramey, and Jesus Girls, let's find our role. Hey, 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 Jesus Girls and guys. Welcome to Jesus Girl Roar. It is so good to have you with us today. And let me tell you, you do not want to miss today's show. It is so exciting to hear this wonderful testimony from my friend and
1: wonderful guest Renee McCormick. How you doing today, girl? I am doing great. I'm excited to be on Jesus Girl Roar. Thank you so much for asking me. Oh gosh, well, we I've been waiting for this moment.
0: I have been waiting for this moment for you to be on the show, and you, let's see, you're a wife, yep. you're a mom, yep. and you're also a licensed dance minister. I am. I, I didn't even know what that was. To yes. Tell our
1: audience what that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I didn't know what it was for a very long time. Um, I had been called to the Ministry of Dance, and uh-huh. uh, I actually went through, it's a, a college-level cl- course uh-huh. uh, with Eagles International, and uh, they uh, dancers, they call them out, they train them, they release mm-hmm, them uh, mm-hmm. to go and, and express worship through movement. Boy, that is so exciting. I, I, you know, I remember
0: not knowing that movement was part of worship. And when the Holy Spirit revealed that to me, it just changed my life. Yes. And so sitting across the table from you is very, very exciting. And you've taught me so much. About just and there's so much to learn, but you've taught me mm-hmm. so much about worshiping through uh, administering to God through dance and yes.
1: and not just music and dance, but scripture and dance. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, I grew up in a very traditional uh, religious home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were uh, Southern Baptists, and then my parents converted over to Episcopalian, mm-hmm. and so I never even connected that uh, dance was an expression of worship. Hmm. And it wasn't until much later in life that that Holy Spirit entered the scene and Mm -hmm. um, really called me out uh, to be a dancer for Him.
0: (laughs) That is such a great story. Well, let's kind of rewind, Renee, and go back to the beginning of your story because you were training to become a professional dancer
1: tell us a little bit about your story and that was your dream in life correct yes yes uh one of my first words was dance when I was uh maybe I don't know one and a half two years old (laughs) um I see that I can see that (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah and um and I had uh my mom put me in dance classes very early because I was very clumsy. I would literally fall over my own feet. Oh my goodness. And so, <laughs> I can't even believe that. But okay. And so my mom decided literally... Uh, a little uh, probably at three four almost four years old um she put me in dance classes Mm. and um i just like tap ballet that sort of thing uh ballet Uh yeah if you i mean you know preschool ballet it was right (laughs) i know (laughs) um but i really um like a duck to water i just loved it Mm. and if you had asked me at any time during my childhood what i was going to be when i grew up i was going to be a ballerina and so I became very involved in dance, and um, was with the Atlanta Ballet, and actually made it to the the Atlanta Ballet jun- Junior Company. That um, is impressive, and not not an easy feat. No, no pun intended, but
0: not easy
1: to achieve. Yeah, and that was my that was my dream, mm-hmm. and um, God in His wisdom. <clears throat> uh, caused me, I was also a big tomboy at the mm-hmm. time. I, um, hunted with my dad and, um, ran around barefooted in the summertime and just, <laughs> um, was, was just, a, a real tomboy. And, uh, I was involved in a really freak accident when I was 13 years old. Hmm. Um, I was, you know, we, we, we were always supposed to come home before the, the streetlights came on. And so I was rushing to get home. I had been in a friend's house and was cutting through a neighbor's yard. And there was, um, you know, the, the metal stakes that they oh, yes. they hammer down to, to mm. mark to mark land well i was on my 10 speed bicycle and of course was by riding my bicycle barefooted oh boy and somehow my foot my toes on my right foot got caught between that oh, that that pedal and that the metal stake like I said it was just a freak thing and it severed the the two toes on my my two middle toes on my right foot and fortunately a a neighbor saw me fall Mm -hmm. and they were able to get to the hot get me to the hospital they were able to save my toes but they they told me that I would never have feeling in my toes again that my um dancing on point was just not going to be a thing moving forward and so I was just crushed Oh my goodness, so did, were your toes completely
0: severed and you brought, they brought the toes to the hospital? They or? were
1: literally dangling. They
0: were dangling, so yeah. it, it is a miracle that it, you, yeah. your toes were saved and yet at the same time, here you are, a 13-year-old girl who's been dancing since you were four. Yeah. And you've made the uh, the Atlanta Ballet Junior Company, Company. Yeah. Company yeah. and all of a sudden in one fell swoop. Yeah. It was, it it was all gone. Your dreams were dashed. Yeah. And, and it sounds like you didn't have a plan B. It sounds like there was no backup plan for you, Renee. Mm-mm. You were going to be a dancer, period. Mm-hmm so what what did that what happened
1: from there well it was it was very difficult um, shortly after that my 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 older sister was diagnosed with a very rare and very deadly form of cancer oh my goodness and so my family was in turmoil. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the midst of trying to rehabilitate my foot mm-hmm. at the time it took me. I literally had to learn how to walk again because I had no feeling. It's amazing how much your toes... um, uh, help you with your balance and oh, help yes, you with, absolutely. you know, and so I was, I was in the midst of, of re- rehabilitating my foot and my toes. And, you know, then my family goes right into this horrible mm-hmm. um, nightmare with my sister having this, uh, this very rare form of cancer. And so um, I didn't really have a chance, I guess, to mourn. Mm-hmm. And so it was one of those things that I, I, I put away in a box mm-hmm. um, and said, okay, well, This is something that, you know, that I did when I was young. This is something that, you know, I need to put away and move on in my life. And so. um, It sounds like when you say put away,
0: Renee, that you just stuffed it, that you just. uh, Oh, yeah. You just stuffed it. You just Mm -hmm. did not deal with it. Right. At at all. Uh, The pain was was just more than your little
1: 13-year-old mind could probably take at that time and then exactly. with your sister yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and you know and and I tr- you know I, I we focused on her and we focused on her illness and and that was of course you know two or three years of you know very traumatic things going on in my family and so it never really got talked about, I guess you could say. And Hmm. I was just kind of expected to soldier on. Yeah. um, Yeah. Because, you know, my family was dealing with a a crisis. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, fast forward, uh, as far as, you know, me growing up, um, I wanted very much to be a wife and a mother. That was what I really, you know, that was my, I wanted the fairy tale. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I wanted a husband, I wanted children i wanted the house um i wanted to stay home with my children mm-hmm. uh, and and that was really my heart's desire um went through college met my husband um my my first husband uh during college and um really you know that that's what i wanted and so i got i got married for the first time uh very young at, at 21 years of old, years old and this,
0: had the, did this then become your new dream yes like, this was now what you were clutching to very much so because yeah. your other dream of mm-hmm. being a professional dancer was was gone yes it was that that was just annihilated and so Sorry. now you have a new dream mm-hmm. you've met your dream man
1: yep yeah yep so so i thought mhm i i thought i had had uh, Prince Charming, <laughs> yes,
0: yes,
1: <laughs> young and naive as I was. Um, but very quickly, um, I began to see that the, the dream really started to become a nightmare. Hmm. Um, I had my, my two girls, my two precious girls, uh, Amanda and Rachel, and um, really the, the dream became a nightmare. Um, hmm. my, How so? My husband uh, at the time was very much a workaholic. Um, and had grown up in a very uh, difficult environment himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, my marriage became increasingly abusive. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. so this, um, you know, this this went on for, I'll say, eight years too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he was having extramarital affairs. And when he was home, he was uh, very abusive. Was he, um, was he, if you
0: don't mind my asking, was he... Emotionally and physically abusive, primarily emotionally, mm-hmm. which I think can be a lot more destructive. I was going to say that can be very destructive, and um, yeah. having experienced that myself, it is, it can just strip you from all of your, you know, self worth,
1: can't it? Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. It was very, uh, very damaging, and and you know when you read in scripture to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, mm-hmm. you know, we all work at that but i think that people who have been um in a situation or in a marriage in a relationship that was you know emotionally very abusing mm-hmm. um it's it's difficult it's a challenge yeah. and it was very uh very emotional very hard um i finally uh, made the decision to um to to get a divorce mm-hmm. and um just really, you know, didn't know what I was going to do at that point. I I, I suffered with a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. I suffered with anxiety attacks and depression. Mm-hmm. Um, And just really didn't know how I was going to bring myself out of this situation. I got married very young. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of work skills. And here I had these two young girls. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were four and no, they were three and five at the My time. Great, yes. And um, You're starting a whole new life. I had know. no idea mm-hmm. how I was going to raise these girls. Hmm. Um, and and be successful, you know, as a mom, as a provider. You know, when you're a single parent you have yeah. to you, you do all the roles. You do all the roles and plus you you were trying to save them. Yes. Rescue them.
0: To get by, getting them out of a very unhealthy, unstable environment,
1: and that's what ultimately made me leave. Mm-hmm. Was um, one day, I mean, I just came to realize that my girls were growing up in this environment where they they were going to view this as being okay, mm-hmm. that this was what marriage was, and and it wasn't, mm. it wasn't, and it wasn't what I wanted them to see, and I and it wasn't what I wanted for them, and so that's ultimately what what made me what made me decide to leave the marriage and to, and to trust God. Mm -hmm. And I had an amazing experience that, I mean, to this day still, I mean, at the, think about it, it still makes me cry I was literally at a place where I was putting them putting my girls to bed at night mm-hmm. and of course at that point they were going to bed at eight o'clock mm-hmm. but I would literally go in my room and just cry yeah I mean yeah. I would just put I would just ball up in, a, mm-hmm. in on the floor and just cry and cry and cry yeah. and, and at one point you know I was so angry and ashamed and um just felt like I, I I had no idea how I was going to do this, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a single parent, and I just you know I, it went back to that, you know, growing up in a Christian home, mm-hmm. and I had I had gotten away from God, I had gotten away from you know so much mm-hmm. that that, you know, I, I was very lost, and so I just began at one point I remember just really wanting to sink into the floor and just die. I I just, you know, I I just felt so... In the fetal position, you just, just, enough was enough and... I was done. You were done. I was done. Mm -hmm. I I just couldn't, I didn't see how I was going to be able to move forward. Mm -hmm. I didn't see how I was going to raise these two girls or or pay the the mortgage payment or, you know, any of that. And so... I'm just going to just
0: stop you for a second, Renee, because I really feel like there's so many of our listeners right now that can relate to how you felt in that moment where your dreams had been dashed. You, you know, you allowed yourself to dream again, which is courageous, isn't it? Yeah. To just allow yourself to dream again. So you allowed that. And now that is, that dream has been crushed of your marriage and, and Boy, isn't that something the enemy loves to come at us with, is you are a failure. You are, Mm -hmm. you should be filled with nothing but shame and condemnation and... It sounds like that's exactly where you were at
1: in that moment. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And I remember there was one night though that I had a Holy Spirit encounter. Oh, that, that sounds wonderful. What changed my life. Oh. Um, I was. Lit- I'd put the girls to bed, and I was literally. It was another night that I just lay on the floor and just mm-hmm. cried, and I was just in, like you said, it just in a fetal position, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to sink into the floor. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, just from deep down, Mm -hmm. right in your belly, you know, I just, I didn't know what to pray anymore. I was just done. I was, I was out. There were no more tears. There were no more tears. There were no, I mean, and I just started saying the name Jesus (laughs) because that's all I could think of. That's, that's all that would come out was Mm -mm -mm. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 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 And I just kept saying his name. And all of a sudden, it was, gosh, it's hard to explain. It was his presence just filled the room. (laughs) And I literally felt him in the room. And it was one of those things where you're just like, (sighs) he's here. You know, and you just, I was afraid to open my eyes. Because it was just so incredible, just this warm, this this light, this intimate, intimate yeah. love. And mm-hmm. and I literally felt him put my head in his lap. Wow. And just stroke my hair. Wow. <laughs> and it just <laughs> I just melted. Mm-mm. I just melted. Because I had never felt. The Holy Spirit. I had never mm-hmm. felt His presence mm-hmm. like that. And I just, in that moment, I can still feel just the incredible mm-hmm. love that He had for me. And I,
0: boy, that is such an amazing story, Renee, because I love how Jesus never leaves us no. or forsakes us. Mm-mm. Even when we think, where are you, God? Where are you? I can't find you anywhere. He's right here. Yeah. And I love that testimony so much, Renee, mm-hmm. that you just said his name, mm-hmm. his name, because at the name of Jesus, every knee has to bow. You know, fear has to bow, shame has to bow, mm-hmm. condemnation has to bow, failure has to bow. And all of those things bowed when you kept saying his name. Mm-hmm. And then you could feel what was already going on, right?
1: And that's that yeah. he was right there with you. He was right there. I love that.
0: What a beautiful testimony. And
1: I literally, I literally woke. I went to sleep. I mean, I just went to sleep on the floor. There, you did. Yeah, you I did. Know. I mean, I just went to sleep. You I woke up on to the move floor. No, <laughs> the it was so tender and yeah. precious. Yeah. And I woke up the next day, and and you know that my circumstances had not changed, mm-hmm. but I felt like I had hope. You had hope. I had hope. I knew somehow it was going to be okay, mm. and uh, I, you know, things started getting better slowly but surely. And it was not long um, after that that I met Gary, <laughs> who will be celebrating twenty five years of marriage Come here on, this year. Girl. Yay! And he's a great guy. <laughs> oh, talk um, about he is a great guy. Mm, talk about it, David. He just loves God with yes, all his he heart. Does. And, and yeah. girls, if you, I mean, I really encourage. You know, they say make a list, and 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 I did. I made a list and I wasn't going to compromise and God more than filled that list with Gary and and um just he wants to bless you he he wants to bless you with a partner that is going to bring out all the best in you and you and him so mm-hmm. I just encourage anyone out there who is who is looking for that person um, I just encourage you because God God has that person for you
0: God has that person and yes. and he has that that perfect person just for you. That's right. I just want to go back to one thing you said, because I just think it's so poignant. And I I want our audience to not miss this, because you said when you woke up the next morning from having had that beautiful encounter with Jesus, where you could just feel yourself laying on his lap and him stroking your hair you woke up in the morning and your circumstances were exactly the same right nothing had changed Mm-mm. but you had changed I had changed you had changed mm-hmm. because you had had an encounter with the one who could change everything. That's right. You had had an encounter with the guy, with the one who is our way maker. That's right. He makes a way where there seems to be no way. He's the one that can untangle our biggest knots when we can't see the beginning of that knot or the end of that knot. But so I love so much what you said and and. Girls and guys, this is what I want you to grab on to today about Renee's story is that her circumstances didn't change, but because she changed and she had hope, mm-hmm. that
1: hope fueled your faith. That's right. That's right. And you, know, like I said, I met Gary, um, got remarried, and mm-hmm. um, he became the most wonderful dad to my girls. And I won't say it was easy mm-hmm. because... Um, you know the girls had a lot of. Um, they were still going to visit their dad. Their dad was still very dysfunctional, very abusive, mm-hmm. um, and so you know we had this back and forth where they would go and, and visit their dad every other weekend, mm-hmm. and um, it was very challenging because he would literally try and tear down anything that we did with them that involved um, faith, oh boy, or so counseling, hard. yeah, or I mean, and he would be very deliberate about it. Mm-hmm. And so it was. It was very, very difficult. And and anyone out there who 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 has experienced this knows that um, it will really stretch you as as a parent. And how did you
0: navigate through that? Because that I, I think that that's a very common thing, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Where one uh, ex is mm-hmm. tearing down the other one, and and the one that gets the the ones that get hurt are the
1: children. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, and it was it was very deliberate on on his his part, um, and like I said, he did everything he could to try and tear down and and get them to question God and That's question difficult. their faith, and that and, is difficult. Yeah, um, and you know, expose them. I mean, to pornography. I mean, all kinds of just horrible things, mm. and so you know, we were um, we were just in prayer. Mm -hmm. about it and um we uh we stayed strong in as a couple and uh did a lot of uh, worship at home um did a lot of of prayer um Mm -hmm. you know and just just got through it really Mm and um it was uh i guess it was to to get back to the whole dancing thing Mm -hmm. um I was, it was 16 years ago now. I can't believe it's been that long, but... (laughs) But back um, when I was about to turn 40, uh, I had started a, a ministry called House of Hope, um, mm-hmm. which was a, a ministry that the Lord had called me to. I had been very active in serving um, mm-hmm. the homeless down in inner city Atlanta mm-hmm. and was actually commissioned as an inner city minister um, to the city of Atlanta I love and, that. Um, and was doing a lot of work specifically with women. There were not a lot of faith-based places for mm-hmm. women to go they were going back to these camps in the woods they were going back to um, abusive situations even mm-hmm. in shelters that mm-hmm. were that that were just horrifying conditions and my husband Gary and I had a, a home down in Grant Park at the time that, mm-hmm. that the Lord just gave me a vision for um, for women to have a safe haven a place where they could go wow. and live and um, be involved in Bible study and be supported while they were going through drug and alcohol addiction that recovery. Is- awesome that is awesome yeah and so you know here I was in the midst of of having this ministry and Mm -hmm. um and helping these women I would you know I was like I say executive director but I was you know really the chief cook and bottle washer you know I was (laughs) (laughs) driving them to doctor's appointments and take going to court with them and all, all kinds of things wow and so you know just Captured my heart. I you think being that being the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think that when you're hurting and mm-hmm. when you have. You know, a situation in your life where where there's not a lot that you can do. I, you know, we're made to serve the yeah. Lord, and if you go and you volunteer your time and you you pray with people who who are having challenges, it like, brings like, you joy. Oh yeah, and it, it brings does. you perspective. It brings you perspective. Yes, it does. You really, really start to understand. Well, wow, you know, it's really not that bad. You know, mm-hmm. and that and that is one of the reasons that one of the ways that I coped with what was wow. going on in my own life was was to serve, and I uh, just love these That's women.
0: That's really a, a such a, a now right now word. Absolutely, I think for a lot of people is yeah. you know when you go do something for somebody else, there's always somebody who's in a worse situation than you. Yes, and if you go do something for somebody else. It's going to come back on you. Mm-hmm. It's going to change your perspective. It's going to change your heart Absolutely. a little bit at a time, right?
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it was it was interesting because it was during this time that I started having dreams about dancing again. I started dreaming about it. I would turn on the TV and I would see there was something about dance on television. <laughs> I'd go to the grocery store and and you know I'd run into somebody. Oh, well, I'm going to my daughter's uh, dance recital, and I'm uh-huh. thinking what is going on with this Lord? Uh-huh. And so I started this inner dialogue with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit about about dance. And, you know, I had gotten into fitness and aerobics, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. staying in shape and all that. Um, but again, that was something that I had boxed up and put on the shelf and put away. And so it was, it was... time to open that box. <laughs> yes, it was. And, you know, there was a lot of fear there hmm um, Imagine. And my big excuse I was gonna I was in I think it was like thirty eight, thirty nine. I was I was going on forty, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're a dancer, um professionally, mm-hmm. when you're twenty five you're old. You know, you're Isn't starting that to something. Yeah. And so that was my thing. I kept saying, <laughs> yes, God is all I have to say about that. <laughs> Right, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that was my big excuse was, uh, Lord, I am too old for this. Mm-hmm. You know, I do not look the same in a tutu. You know, I'm pushing 40. It, it's just not, I just don't see it, God. I'm just not seeing it. I, I think you would look really cute in a tutu. I just want to go on record. <laughs> I need to get a tutu. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. And so I was just really resistant to the mm. idea of, of dancing because, of course, I had never seen dance. As an expression of worship. that's right. Dancing looked a specific way to you,
0: and so right. now there was a complete paradigm shift. Exactly, that, that Holy Spirit was taking you through.
1: Holy Spirit was trying very hard. <laughs> was being very He's so patient, isn't oh. he? He's so patient. Well, it was it was so funny because, like I said, I was having this inner dialogue and just kept saying, oh, "I'm too old. I'm too old." And so um, I'm take. I go. We get invited to this conference. My ministry, uh, House of Hope Ministry, gets uh, invited to this conference downtown. Mm-hmm. And of course, being a ministry, we had the great seats. You know, they put us like right down front. Come on. And so I was so How excited. Cool. I was standing there down there with my ladies, and we were all talking, and we were excited uh-huh. about the conference. And and the lights come up, and this whole group of women come out and mm-hmm. they're dancing. Mm-hmm. And they all have gray hair. <laughs> and <laughs> I just, I mean, you could have just picked my jaw up off the ground. It was a moment. And I heard the Lord. It was one of those times that you, you know, when you hear the Lord, you know, it's the Lord oh, talking. Yes, you do. And yeah. I heard him. I don't know if anybody else heard it, but I heard it very loudly and very audibly. I want you to dance for me. <laughs> And I just stood there and I just, you know, I don't remember the rest of the conference Mm -hmm. because it was such a profound word that he had put in my spirit and I had no idea what to do with it. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, I had no point of reference. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, what does that look like? And so I, at the time we were living in a house that had a big basement. And so I went down in the basement and i turned on worship music mm-hmm. and i started to move mm-hmm. and it was so amazing because the holy spirit was was teaching me mm-hmm. how to move with him and he brought back all of those those dance steps and mm-hmm. all of that the the learning all of those hours that i had spent mm-hmm. in the dance studio um Really, just just came back, and it was just so incredibly powerful. I would turn on that music, and the Holy Spirit just—it would just fill the basement, <laughs> and the presence of the Lord would be so heavy. Sometimes I would just lay on the floor, and I would just cry. And were those tears of joy? They were, and they were—they were. You know, I, I there was a lot of a healing, cleansing. Yeah, there you was were cleansing because you were letting all the
0: yeah. kind of the stored up.
1: Yeah, poison out of that wound. Yeah. It was all coming out through the dance. Oh, just deliverance and inner healing like you would not believe. You
0: know what scripture comes to my mind, of course, when you're telling this, Renee, is that he gives us Dancing for our mourning, yes, very so, much so. For all of that weeping, all mm-hmm. of that pain, mm-hmm.
1: he was literally giving you dance, yes, to heal that. Yes, that is so amazing and beautiful. It was just the most. That's our Jesus. Oh, and you know, I still, I still dance at home. Um, but yeah, I mean, during that time, it was deliverance. It was inner healing, mm-hmm. and like I said, there was times that the Holy Spirit was so heavy in that basement, mm-hmm. I couldn't get up off the floor. Wow. I mean, it was just amazing. And after about two years, I started thinking to myself, well, I can't be the only one. Surely mm-hmm. not. <laughs> Surely other people are in their basement having these encounters with the Holy Spirit. Surely not. You know, and so I and so I started doing some research online about dancing. First of all, you know, I grew up with a very heavy biblical background. Mm-hmm. And the first thing was, well, is it biblical? Mm-hmm. You know, is what, because I had, ne- you know, of course, Southern Baptist, Episcopalian, you know, you did not, you know, children were seen and not heard. Yes. You know, you did not squirm in the pew. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was just not done. And so I'm thinking, okay, is it biblical? Right. And so I started doing research online. I started um, asking questions of the Lord. Okay, is this something that is just for me or are other other Mm -hmm. people doing this? And sure enough, um, I saw, as soon as I started looking, I saw online that there was a, a, it was called the Dancing Preachers Conference that was coming to Atlanta. And I was so excited. I was like, Like, I'm there.
0: I am so there. Yeah. (laughs) And Um. so
1: I went, it was in downtown Atlanta. And I went, not knowing a soul, but knowing absolutely I was supposed to be there. And it what a was great experience. It was amazing. It was hundreds, literally hundreds of dance uh, uh, liturgical dancers who had mm. gathered uh, for this conference, and there were people literally from all over the world. Um. And so, amazing. yeah, That's it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. And I met my first mentor, um, Joyce, at that conference, and she had written a book. And she gave me her book. Mm. And uh, a little fiery Brazilian lady who was just amazing. And she began to work with me um, and teach me about... Um, Dance as an as a form of worship, mm-hmm. and the different types of dance, and the different expressions of dance, and all the different words in the Bible that mm-hmm. you know culturally we don't really dig into the Hebrew and the Greek. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look, there's it's it's all through the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And so, um, you know, she was she was wonderful. We had a, a Friday night we call it Friday night ignite group. Um, it was very prophetic. Um, I want to go now. Yeah. That sounds like so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, and, and we had conferences and, and we had people come and speak. It, it, this went on for, gosh, three or four years. Um, and um, we would have different groups come and play and it was just very free in the spirit. We had mm-hmm. people come and prophesy. And... Um, I, that is where I really got my my feet on the ground mm-hmm. in terms of biblical dance, um, and it was during that time that I got in, involved with and introduced to uh, Eagles, um, and they had come a group came and danced at one mm-hmm. of our conferences um, from the Eagles organization, and that's when I said, okay, that that I'm going to be an eagle.
0: You know, I love how God resurrects our dreams, yes, Renee, and I love how He takes what we thought our lives should look like and he puts his thumbprint on it yes because he has a de- he had a destiny for you all mm-hmm. along because Absolutely. now i look at you and you are that fiery, not from Brazil. But you are that fiery. Uh, she she was a debut, debutante, though. I do want you, we do want you, girls and guys, I to know that. that. I, well, you know? <laughs> just a f- fun fact about Renee. Okay. I, I actually just learned that fun fact. But but he took yeah. the desires of your heart mm-hmm. as a little girl, mm-hmm. and when it looked like all of that had been shattered, mm-hmm. he brought you through. A season Mm -hmm. of... Other dreams being shattered, but healing
1: and healing and healing. And where you did your healing was in the presence of Jesus. Well, and he was really preparing me, Pam, Mm -hmm. because um, during this time of me learning and growing in in my dance Mm -hmm. um, vocabulary, we were going through some very difficult times with our girls. They were Mm -hmm. teenagers at that point. Um, My my oldest had some very serious um, emotional issues that Mm -hmm. she was dealing with as a result of their relationship with their dad and all of that that went on um my youngest at that time unfortunately at 13 had to have her wisdom teeth out and was uh, exposed to um Oxy for the first time oh, wow. mm. and uh she unfortunately became involved with drugs in high mm-hmm. school mm-hmm. and uh by the time she was 18 was a, a full blown heroin addict oh my goodness that's and, a lot to walk through and she spent 10 years out on the streets that I used to minister on oh my goodness and was homeless and went, was in and out of rehab and, and um, you know I just praise God mm. that he gave me dance yeah because I went to war you went to war yeah I went to war for that young lady Mm -hmm. and and (laughs) we you know if you don't know about praying scripture I would I would pray Psalm 91 over that child Mm -hmm. almost on a daily basis Mm -hmm. and I would war for her and dance and I would intercede for her and dance and I would take authority in our home and dance I would use my flags in her room when she wasn't there Mm -hmm. I would pray worship music I would um, you know I would pray over her picture when she wasn't there and and it was it was just all out war Mm -hmm. for a long time um not many heroin addicts make it out and Mm -hmm. um we literally saw so many of her i went to more of her friends funerals than i did to their weddings for a Mm -hmm. long time we Mm -hmm. buried a lot of young people Mm -hmm. and um so it is a miracle that she made it through And she is now four years clean and sober. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Thank you, Jesus. You know what, Renee? I love how you said you ward and dance. And when you say you wore, Mm -hmm. you ward and dance with the scripture. That's right. Before we before we head into a declaration on this Tell our listeners what that looks like, because that is very, that's a very powerful thing that I have learned from you, mm-hmm. because you have been my mentor uh, in this, and thank you so much for that. But let our listeners know how we can war uh,
1: in worship with mm-hmm. the scripture. Absolutely. Um, well, there are there are a lot, I mean, Psalm 91 is a great scripture, mm-hmm. um, literally, you just, Go through the scripture and insert the person's name, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and say, you know, 10,000 will fall at her left and 10,000 mm-hmm. will fall at the right, but, but she, she will not be. Taken, she, she will, will not, not be, be touched, and she right. will not be harmed. You mm-hmm. know the mm-hmm. the pestilence that stalks in the mm-hmm. in the nighttime, which is very much a description yeah. of drug addiction. Yeah, um, you know those. Th- that is a powerful weapon. It
0: will not come near my child. No, it, it will not. not come near my child. And so, what I'm hearing you say, Renee, is that we take the word of God mm-hmm. and we declare it because right. it's really a promise from Him. Yeah, and we. We
1: co-labor mm-hmm. with Yes, the Holy Spirit. And if you put, you know, if you audibly say it, it mm-hmm. has so much, so much power. power. Mm-hmm. But if you move it and say it, it is even more powerful. How about that? You How put about it, that, girls and
0: guys? That's right. Yeah. yeah. That we, that we, when we say it, it mm-hmm. has more power yep. because we're releasing, because I'll tell you the most, the most powerful thing any of us have is our words. That's right. Because. The Bible says that in our tongue lives lies the power of life or death. That's right. So I love what you're saying, Renee,
1: is adding that second layer. Oh yeah, when you movement. Well, when I say, oh well, devil, I'm going to stomp on you. Yeah, you know devil, I'm going to stomp on I'm you. Stomp, stomp, on stomp, your you. Stomp, stomp your foot. Stomp your foot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, just just get down with it. Yeah. Literally. Get down with <laughs> get it. Get down with it. Get down with the Holy Spirit. That's you know? exactly right. And I just, you know, I know people probably who looked in my house and saw me, they probably thought I was a crazy woman, but that's okay. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Who cares? I'm sure many people have thought that yeah. of me. And praying in tongues and, you know, yeah. like I said, and, and changing the atmosphere. I use my flags to change the atmosphere. Atmosphere in the in the house, you know, when I when I feel oppressed or when I feel depressed, and 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 that's such an important point, mm-hmm. Renee, is that
0: when we worship, it mm. shifts the atmosphere. Absolutely, that's such an important thing. Yeah. That's that's one of the great arsenals we have in our toolbox yes. against the enemy. That's right. That did not, by the way, just come to give us a bad hair day. Right. He came to kill, <laughs> still and, and destroy, destroy every single good thing that God wants to bring into our lives. Yeah. So. What you are teaching us right now is how powerful it is when we worship. That's right. We worship because the enemy has to flee because the atmosphere does get shifted because... We carry the kingdom on the
1: inside of us. That's right. And not only do we have to fill ourselves with the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit and take that territory, Mm -hmm. of course, that's the most important territory is, Mm -hmm. you know, the the being transformed by the renewing of your mind. mind, Right. And being aware of the the thoughts that you think, Mm -hmm. again, coming out of that background of having the abuse and someone constantly trying to tear you down. Yeah. Yeah. being aware of the thoughts and the, the tracks that run you know those loops those loops to stop them and be you're and, right and, and to, taking them captive that's right and to take and and, and you and there's so many times even now that I say no yeah that is not what is true that is not what Jesus yeah. says about me and this is not what my Jesus says about my daughters that, that's so powerful and you know taking that and, and audibly saying and mm-hmm. say no no, mm-hmm. that's that's not what it is. Yeah. And and then of course taking the territory of your home. Yeah. Is is so important, so vitally important again coming from that 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 issue with you know the abuse and having all of that the atmosphere in your home is so so important. It's so important and I loved how you
0: said one of the ways we warfare, we we wage war yeah. is by making the word of God personal because it is personal Mm -hmm. because you know, in the book of Job 22, 28, it says, if we decree a thing, Mm -hmm. it shall be established, you know, from our mouth, from the, as we worship with our bodies. And so I think this is a really good time Mm -hmm. to declare over this truth that you've shared with us that we We are going to declare that we are going to get back up. We're not going to stay weary. We are going to, we are going to fulfill every single thing Mm -hmm. that God has written in our books. Every one of us, Jesus girls, Jesus guys, that God has preordained for you to do, only you can do it. Only you can do it better than anybody else because he ordained you to do it. So Lorraine, or, uh, Lorraine, <laughs> Renee, you know, you're, you're, you're I, That's okay. I, I, you know what? Here we go. This <laughs> is our sweet little Renee. Um, could you go ahead and say this declaration? Yes. Uh, and then Jesus, girls and guys, we're going to repeat after Renee because this is what's, what scripture is this? Isaiah. Isaiah forty
1: thirty one. 31. It's my life verse. I love,
0: I love when we decree life verses because, <laughs> you know, we all have our life verses, so Renee, you're going to go ahead and declare this, and with your mouth, with intention, declare, declare and
1: decree these words, and we're going to repeat after Renee. Okay, here we go. I declare... That I will wait upon the Lord. I declare that I will wait upon the Lord. And he will renew my strength.
0: Mm, And he will renew my strength. I will mount up on
1: wings like eagles. I will mount up on wings like eagles. I will run and not grow weary. I will
0: run and not grow weary. And, And I will walk and not be faint. And I will walk and not be faint. Amen. 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 And we declare that over ourselves and we declare that over you. And Renee, what an amazing story of really, truly God lifting you up out of the ashes, giving, showing you exactly what he's called you to do and I'm here to say I see you walking in that. So many people at our church, Abiding Church, see you walking in that as you've stepped into that leadership role of teaching so many of us about worship and how, how we can express worship through our movement. And thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing your story and for sharing your story of victory. And you know what? Um, Jesus, girls, every time we get together, we are learning new ways to find our roar, and we're so excited that you're on this journey with us. I mean, truly, shout out to all of our listeners across the U.S. and so many of you in the U.K., Africa, and South America, and... We are just so glad that you are here. Um, we would love to pray for you. We're gonna drop that information in the bio section. If you have a prayer request, write to us. We're gonna pray for you. We promise to pray for you. We prayer works, Renee. Does yes, it? Yes, it does.
1: It's very powerful. It's
0: very powerful. Very powerful. And you've taught us even some new ways to pray and express our hearts to our heart to uh Jesus through um through worship movement. And so we are so grateful for that. Uh, Thank you, Renee McCormick, for being with us today, for being our special guest on Jesus Girl Roar, because every time we get together, we are learning new ways to find that roar, tap into that roar that God has placed on the inside of us. And it's today, today we have learned the power of really, even when we let go of our dreams, if it's what he has us to do, he doesn't let go of our dreams. That's right. He never lets go. He never lets go. He never lets and go. And he's going to always bring us back to a place of joy. That's right. When we when we keep our eyes on him, right? That's right. And joy in dancing. Amen. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. We just are so glad you were here, Renee. And Jesus, girls and guys, we love you. Jesus is crazy about you and can't wait to be with you next time on Jesus Girl Roar.